Hi, this is Danush Balachandran. I'm the founder of Sortly App, and this is the App Guy podcast. The App Guy podcast, straight from your host, Paul, the App Guy, sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment. And now, Paul, the App Guy. Welcome to another episode of the App Guy podcast. I am your host. It's Paul Kemp, and I've got a really interesting guest. He's going to teach us a lot about some. Uh, augmented reality stuff and you know I first encountered augmented reality several years ago and it really it just really is hard to understand and uh, but I followed it and it's it's getting more cool every single week that we look at it and so I wanted to get somebody on the show who could talk to us about it especially how augmented reality affects the uh, app market and uh, what some of the cool things that are going on so I've got Mark Squarick uh, to talk to us today uh, and he is with Semblance Augmented Reality uh, you just Google that and you'll find uh, the website there. He's got something called uh, you know, some some augmented reality games. He's going to talk to us about. So, Mark, welcome to the App Guy podcast. Thank you very much for having me on, Paul. Yeah, I'd love to. Well, first of all, to anyone listening, uh, what is augmented reality? Because uh, I was confused. I'm still a little bit confused. Perhaps you can clear us up with what is augmented reality. Sure. So to kind of put it in layman's terms, um, the way I would sort of see it working is think of it like overlaying the, the physical world with digital content. Um, that would be a simplified way of explaining the idea. Um, think of it like this. Basically, um, everyone's or the majority of people are a, lar- a large group of the population are networked at this point. Everybody's got smartphones in their pockets. Um, I see this as like basically a step in evolution at this point. Everybody's be kind of um, becoming connected to the, the web and everybody's uh, networked. What's happening with augmented reality is so now that you're networked, you've got this kind of basically a computer in your pocket. Um, now you're able to kind of call up content, which is specific to the location um, where you are. Uh, way augmented reality works is it creates a, a virtual kind of overlay on top of the, the physical world. So um, an example could be I could uh, take out my phone and I could see like a some sort of advertisement floating in front of me. Um, and it could be located at a specific point in place. That is, so really then when you're walking down the street, uh, you could just pull out your phone and through the uh, screen, you can uh, see an overlay of uh, something digital that does not exist, um, but you, you see it on the backdrop of uh, a an image of or video of the actual street itself. Yeah. yeah. That is really cool. So what cool stuff can we do with, uh, you know, we're all app developers listening to this. What, what sort of cool stuff can we get involved with, do you think? Um, what are you getting involved with? Sure. So, I mean, like some of the things that I think are pretty amazing right now, I mean, I think I basically, I, I teach, um, and I also have a company at the same time, and I, I tell my students that, you know, you're living in the future right now. It's happening. Um, you're living in, like, you know, Star Trek land. Um, uh, some of the coolest things that are going on, I'd say WordLens would be sort of an amazing app um, that's out there right now. Basically, what I can do is I can take my phone. Um, if I'm traveling in a foreign country or if I'm um, if I come across text, which is, you know, not of my native tongue, um, I can take out my phone, uh, basically put the fo- phone into camera mode. I can look at that text and it will translate it in real time. Um, and it will actually match, pretty much match the font, the color, the size. Um, so uh, when I, if I was to look at something in Spanish, I could see those words in Spanish translated into English in real time in front of me. 
So the language, it's kind of shattering a, a language barrier. That could be one way of using augmented reality. I think, you know, this is uh, incredibly powerful and it could have, you know, a major effect. Um, we just actually had somebody over here from Japan, um, although I don't think they have the plugin yet. And I was showing him, you know, the, uh, the, um, the word translations and he was really excited about it because you know, he would feel a lot more comfortable sort of traveling in, in different places. Um, other things that we could do with augmented reality, um, you could basically, uh, with image recognition, I could sort of look at something um, I could scan something in the future. This would be coming up, think for advertising or something to that effect. Uh, if I was um, looking through a magazine, like Ikea um, has a magazine where they have, I can basically look at all the Ikea products in my home. Um, most of the people have probably already seen this, but this is a pretty amazing app. Um, so I can uh, see the chair in my house. I can see it in scale, in proper scale, before I would actually buy it. Um, I could see how it would fit in, you know, with the rest of my furniture if I wanted. So sort of pre-visualization. Um, so that would be, you know, uh, another major kind of thing going on. Um, you've got, uh, what is it, forms of communication where we could, um, this is just starting to evolve and stuff, but we could have these kind of telepresent experiences with augmented reality um, where you could sort of be on the other side of the world. I could be here instead of, you know, uh, a video feed where you're increasing the resolution, you'd be able to actually see the person in 3D in real time. Um, and I could watch you as you're doing movements or whatnot. I could see you um, like a, in an actual, in a one-to-one -one sort of situation. Mark, this is just amazing because uh, in almost all the shows, I've uh, had a segment called, well, we talk about uh, coming up with our app ideas. Uh, I, could, I could actually devote the whole episode to new ideas because uh, as you're talking, it, it just it becomes very apparent that, I mean, literally, you could take almost any app and suggest some sort of augmented reality overlay, uh, you know, like the IKEA thing, uh, which it just it, it turns the app into what was probably just a, a basic app, you know, like maybe a catalog for IKEA to the, a really slick, cool app that, you know, literally you can... Uh, as you say, uh, superimpose uh, some of the furniture into your own house so that you don't have to then uh, make the mistake that I did uh, buying Ikea and then realizing, oh, that table's way too big. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's incredible. We're actually, we're working with um, developers right now um, with the SDKs and you're seeing that their their sales, their growth, um, the people, the customers that they're working with are seeing like actual real significant increases in sales. Um, some of them would be uh, not to be too specific, but like um, air conditioners uh, would be one of them. You basically, the, the, the application at that point was you would put a, a marker on the wall and I could um, take out my phone and I could see how would that air conditioner actually fit on the wall? What would it look like? Is it going to kind of destroy the kind of vibe of my place or is it going to kind of, you know, um, have that kind of stylish feel where it could um, sort of work its way in and they're seeing actual a real jump in sales because of, uh, of this technology. You know, I'd say to anybody who's listening to the show, if you're kind of questioning what augmented reality is, of course, first download play our, our app, but the Ikea one is pretty phenomenal too. Like, it's like <laughs> really see it in action, um, and working really well. Um, there've been some developments actually this year, which are really kind of taking it to a completely different level. Um, what was happening in the past, we'd load models. Um, oftentimes the lighting, conditions would be sort of baked into that model um, essentially uh, like a frozen moment I would kind of freeze the lights on that model um, the problem would be when I would put it in a room um, it might not match up with the lights in that that situation but they're actually starting to overcome that so you 
the digital and the physical are sort of um, starting to meld right now in a really nice way. Um, it's it's incredible what's happening each year. I can't really. I, I teach a graduate class at New York University as well as have the kind of um, the, uh, startup company, and it's every year we do something completely different. Like we're learning like something completely different each year to kind of stay at the edge of where it is, and it's. Um, things that weren't possible the year before, I can, you know, brag that it'll be, you know, out the next year to the students, and and then it is. It's actually out <laughs> well, Mark, I think we should students. devote. I really do think we should devote the whole episode to just br- almost uh, going through the possibilities. And uh, you know, for example, I mean, you talk about uh, the the IKEA app, and I can almost see an opportunity here for the apps to tribe listening, the app developers uh, listening to this in that uh, a lot of companies are going to be on the back end of this. They're not going to be ahead of the curve. Maybe IKEA, uh, because of um, the fact that it's a large company, has, has got ahead. But I can imagine that you could build an app that uh, would have some really slick features and then the potential for being taken over by you know a large brand, a large corporate who is just coming in late to the game. Uh, that, could, that could be a really good idea. Yeah, yeah, and I would say, honestly, for for people who are startup people who have that kind of energy, the kind of uh, who are motivated to make things happen, or are interested in being in the technology, this is the time. Like right now is is the sweet spot to get in. It's not completely kind of overtaken by the bigger kind of larger corporations, and there's still sort of a lot of um, small groups of people can make really big things happen right now that would be, you know, seriously significant. Um, and it's I. I, I hang out at all the, we have the meetup group in New York um, for all the startup companies. And, you know, you, you I meet people who are getting millions, like one day they're in there, they're just another guy in the audience. The next like half year later, they got like $6 million behind their company and they're, you know, chugging along. Um, so it's really exciting. Now would be a really great time to kind of get involved in this field. Yeah. And it'd be good to talk about your game app as well, because I know that you're changing the way, uh, we're thinking about and playing games. So it's more interactive and, and has the augmented reality features. Perhaps you can explain that a little bit more. Sure. So Argent, there's a number of people, I think, who are kind of trying to tackle the same problem right now. You see people taking different approaches as to how um, they're basically trying to create games that will be experienced in the real world. Um, our focus, like as a company, we, we, I'm a, uh, basically addicted to video games. I play video games every day, like, many hours each day and um, so i really enjoy this is you know it's, it's a passion of mine um what we're trying to do is kind of uh take gameplay to another place um, where you could have real world experiential um kind of play uh, so i the idea would be to get people out of their houses into the physical space and um and what we're trying to do is bring people together so uh bring people who might not necessarily know each other in the community and um get them to kind of uh, work together as a team. Um, so we're trying to kind of work on a formula like that. Uh, well, actually, just, incredible- just while I was thinking about that, you know, the previous guest to you, um, Paul Myers, was talking about um, a success of his app, and it was all organic growth, where you shake the app and it identifies the people around you um, or close to you that also have the app, and uh, they get a vibration, and you hook up. And so... I can imagine if there's some kind of um, gamification or augmented reality overlay on that, then, uh, you know, obviously that is that kind of thing is very popular at the moment. Yeah. No, I think um, so the general kind of I'll give you an overview of our app. Basically, what we're doing is we've turned the entire planet into a, a multi-user online. Um, there are other games you know, which are sort of similar. 
but um, basically what happens is wherever you are, you can take out your phone and you can start playing. Um, you're in the game at all times when you're on the earth, unless your connection cuts out. Uh, what would happen is um, if when you start playing, you if you're able to kind of beat the area that you're um, at, the land becomes yours. You take ownership of that space, and then you can um, add your own content to that space. You could start to basically um, sort of a little bit like a second life, but uh, a little more on the gamey side, uh, so that I could start to kind of build up that space. If I was, um, I could sort of pimp my house out. You know, I could make it fabulous. I could put all these kind of turrets on it and whatnot to defend against kind of foreign invaders. Um, <laughs> there's there's an advantages if I was to start kind of uh, winning land side by side. Um, it would sort of unlock other things if I can start to kind of piece together larger sections of land. And then um, we've, we're sort of slanting the gameplay and the advantages to the people who play in the real world. You could also play remotely sort of just like a time waster. But if I was actually there at the location I'm trying to kind of take over or invade, um, the advantage would be sort of slanted to my side. Um, what we're really trying to kind of push was to people to kind of form teams. Um, so people in the real world, uh, if you were living in your, like your town, your local kind of town, um, could team up and then we could sort of fortify the entire town if we wanted to against kind of foreign invaders or something like that. And we could see, um, and then there would also be sort of a gameplay slant where we would, um, there would be advantages to teaming up with people who are outside of your um, just immediate area. So there would be kind of, we're trying to bring people together and kind of create a good, fun gameplay. But we do see this being a global game. You know, we'd, we'd like to see kind of competition between states, like in the, in the U.S. We're in the U.S. We have different, you know, states fighting back and forth against each other. And you could have people in different countries kind of going back and forth. Um, and then you could have people kind of teaming up, um, like across different countries. What we'd really like to try to do to kind of form these larger kind of global um networks so mark i have to say congratulations on absolutely amazing visionary kind of gameplay uh, i i need to know perhaps and i guess the, the appster tribe would listening would love to know as well just how on earth you tackled such an amazing an achievement because what you're saying the whole planet is the uh what is the there's the is the actual gameplay and uh i mean did you overlay on some uh, of Google Maps? Or uh, perhaps you could tell us a little bit of how, how on earth you, you managed to tackle this. So um, basically what we're doing is to kind of simplify like the overall architecture would be um, we're using GPS to kind of get a general location. It sounds like you're under attack there. Oh, <laughs> they got a truck driving there. <laughs> I mean, actually, that is a serious point. I mean, uh, do, you, do you kind of know if somebody's coming to attack you? Oh yeah, no, totally. And if you do, um, and if you're at the lo if you're at your location, the, the most obvious place would be your house. You know, people would like to own their house. They would want to own that land and kind of, you know, make it fabulous. Um, if you're there and somebody else is coming, the you know um, the advantage would sort of be uh, slanted to the defender at that point. So you could actually play from that location to kind of uh, fend off the invaders. This is just honestly, I don't. I've never heard of such a visionary game, and uh, I'm blown away by uh, or just the creativity of it. It's purely, purely amazing to me. To, to you know, I mean, I always joked that uh, my my idea was to have a game of hide and seek and use the whole world as the um, 
as, as the, the playground almost. <laughs> and it yeah, would, it would yeah. take about 20 years to complete, but uh, this is a never ending <laughs> game, isn't it? So, uh, a never ending game that um, involves the whole planet. Uh, well, where do you see it going? Where do you, I mean, what, uh, I guess it's at the moment um, focused on uh, smartphones, but I'm, I'm assuming that you are predicting some uh, growth in in the wearables and uh, Oculus Rift, that kind of thing. Would you, do you yeah. see any potential for that? Totally. So kind of uh, our, our company's approach, there are a number of different people who are trying to kind of go after uh, like real world gameplay. I don't their approaches are different. I don't think people are really kind of taking on the entire planet quite the way that we are. Um, the way that we originally kind of came into this was we were trying to put this in the hands of everybody. So we, you know, obviously the smartphone is, is that device right now. Um, you can have a higher resolution experience if you start working with more expensive hardware. Um, so you can buy, you know, expensive pairs of glasses and whatnot. But um, yeah, like we were going with, um, basically something that everybody can have. We're trying to put this in the hands of everybody. Um, what's coming up are very recently, you're having uh, kind of a wave of these smart glasses coming out right now. So I'm guessing the majority of people who listen to your program know about Google Glass. Um, so Google Glass would be incredibly popular. Um, it got lots and lots of publicity. Um, but, and I, I actually think, you know, they do some things very well. I was really impressed. I was one of the first developers for Google Glass. You know, it's um, quite an experience to kind of get to work with them early on. And um, But you're seeing Google Glass does certain things very well, but I wouldn't say that Google Glass does uh, like augmented reality really well. I'd say it would be more of an like augmented uh, like user's experience. It's not really overlaying physical reality. It's more of having sort of a, like almost like a little teleprompter in front of your eye. Watching other people play it maybe. Uh, you know, I, I have to say that we've had a guest on this show uh, previously and the connection now is becoming more apparent. I mean, the way, uh, it's one of the strangest ways to monetize perhaps that I've ever come across, but p potentially you could monetize by selling accessories uh, to uh, the gameplay. Uh, that would then uh, enable boosts and uh, additional powers, and uh, yeah. the way the way to do that is uh, through. Um, I mean, one of the guests I had on, uh, he's the founder of uh, Snowshoe Stamp, and uh, they're little bits of plastic where um, you tap them onto the uh, screen, and then they activate certain power ups and certain um, features, and so you buy these physical things, and uh, then use those to uh, yeah, actually get more more power ups and. Uh, what what a way to monetize an app yeah yeah no that's um things that we're thinking about we've i want we're keeping a few things under our hat right now um that we have like some approaches we think are pretty unique for monetization um to uh honestly our approach is going to be to get as many people to play the app as possible as po um, we're going to try to get as many people using the app as possible basically is our our, our starting strategy we're not looking to get rich off from the beginning. So we're really going to focus on gameplay. We're going to focus on the user's experience um, and then trying to uh, make an experience which is compelling enough that I have kind of replay value. So I'm coming back to this thing you know, every day and I want to um, for that kind of experience. We've been working with Epson. So the Epson, uh, they also make printers and whatnot, but um, Epson's making the BT200s, the Movario augmented reality glasses. And I, I've got to say they're like, Fabulous. Oh, hey, they were I mentioned as well on the previous episode, so they are actually very good, are they? 
Yeah. Oh, I love the Epsons. Um, so we're working with those guys. Epson has been, you know, incredibly kind to us. Um, they're basically sort of sponsoring our project. Um, we're going to be at CES. So if anybody's out at um, the CES Computers Electronics Show, Consumer Electronics Computer Electronics Show, yeah. um, coming up in January uh, with Epson. So we'll be at their table kind of showing our stuff off with the BT-200s. It, it sounds um, like you, you're being invaded there. <laughs> Some strange noises. <laughs> uh, I'm hoping that you are talking to me from Brooklyn and, and not... Uh, uh, <laughs> some uh, moon base that you've uh, ended up building. Uh, so yeah. it's, it's just fascinating. And, uh, you know, what I would, uh, I guess, um, be really interested in is um, let's talk about some speculative stuff in the future then. So things that are, I think would be really exciting um, that I see, like, you know, having a major impact on society. Um, one thing that people are going to say about augmented reality is you're going to be basically in a sea of spam, basically. Think of like I walk down the street and there's just going to be spam blocking my view or as far as I can see, like these augmented billboards telling me to buy food here, you know, sale there, um, in like really in your face and possibly intrusive. Uh, so that's that's kind of like the dark vision of where augmented reality is going. Um, but it does have like incredible potential. I mean, um, like world changing kind of implications if, if it happens the way it possibly could. Some things that I think would be really powerful would be um, sort of the democratization of uh, knowledge. So um, things with augmented reality right now that would be, you know, pretty exciting would be uh, they're making it's essentially tutorials, um, assistance, uh, with uh, different tasks that would be usually require skilled labor. Um, and I mean, this could be major, like really sort of on an epic scale. I could now basically, uh, when the technology refines itself just a little bit more, fix my own car engine. I could open up the hood. I look inside with my augmented reality glasses um, and with edge-based tracking, I get a CAD model, basically make a, a 3D model of the motor. Um, I look at that motor and what I could see would be uh, it would show me how to fix the problem. With the sensors on the motor, it could detect where the problem was happening. Um, then it would illuminate that specific part that has to be changed. So all of a sudden, you know, like the uh, spark plug becomes like neon red or something like that. It's showing me how to kind of disassemble the motor. Um, and it's showing me in a very specific way. It's showing me to put the wrench down, uh, you know, and then turn, you know, counterclockwise 90 degrees, uh, repeat the motion over and over again. Um, so these... Yeah, one of the, the first things I, I recall is uh, the ability to uh, be physically present in another country, you know. So uh, at the moment, we've got a lot of virtual communication, um, but there's no physical movement. And uh, on YouTube, there was this uh, device where you manipulated it uh, from one country to another and and so you're talking about transfer of skilled labor you know can you imagine like droves of uh, skilled labor in low-cost countries uh, and actually doing the physical work in some of the high-cost countries yeah i hate to say it but it's probably gonna happen yeah no i just i just uh, you know and if you think about the future it seemed it seems strange uh, if you look back 10 15 years but it seems very very common now to you know, at the moment, I'm getting my shopping done by uh, somebody in Bangladesh uh, who got, logs into my account and does, um, you know, does the online shopping and is a virtual assistant. And, and that is, you know, second nature to me now. But, you know, if I'd have suggested that 10 years ago, it would have sounded ridiculous. So that's kind of, I guess, 
is it fair to say that whatever we try and predict for the future does actually sound quite ridiculous now? Uh, could be, could be, yeah. I mean, um, the changes that are happening are so amazing that, I mean, things that would seem ridiculous won't be possible real soon. And, you know, it'll be seamless. Like the experience will be seamless. Um, people are growing up with the technology. will just basically expect it. It'll be part of it. It'll be embedded in their experience. Um, well, it'll be well, pretty amazing. Well, Mark, I mean, this is the App Guide podcast. Before we say goodbye, I mean, there's one last thing, which is, uh, it's, again, a show about apps. We'd love to know about uh, any one or two new apps that uh, you can introduce us to uh, that are on your phone and uh, that you think we may not have come across. Oh, <laughs> uh, you've probably seen everything on my phone. You know, of course, I'm addicted to Clash of Clans, which everybody knows about. Um uh, one that's great that I've we've been using a little bit. It's, it's a little a little clumbersome, but um, seriously powerful. Would be like Catch One Two Three D from Autodesk. Like so, you can do three D scans of things. I could it would allow you to make models um, in three D um, with their app. So I'd be able to basically take pictures of it. I hit enter, and then all of a sudden, um, I can download a model of that object I just took a picture of. Um, I think personally, you know, the app isn't perfect, but I'd say. Um, before it was there, I mean, it, it really, it's a very powerful tool for people who don't know how to create 3D models. Um, a lot of augmented reality has 3D content, so it would allow you to kind of create things, uh, again, like somebody without uh, highly skilled um, would be able to construct things which were at a very high level um, very easily. Well, I mean, Mark, I have to say that uh, when I think about 3D uh, printing, I mean, it, we, that's the closest we're getting to the potential of teleportation because, you know, what you explained there is the idea of uh, taking a picture of something uh, in, in one part yes. of the planet and then uh, sending it over to uh, the printer that exists in the other part of the planet and it being replicated, uh, uh, you know, almost exactly. And that to me is is teleportation <laughs> so uh, uh, pretty amazing uh, stuff and uh, and I just want to appeal to the apps to tribe listening to this right now if you ever wondered what it's you know w what it's like to actually work for a startup on the cutting edge and if you're not inspired by this discussion then what are you waiting for <laughs> go and find a, a startup to work for or at least start thinking about you know potential things you could do on your own because uh, I mean this stuff is just so exciting isn't it yeah. And I would say building off of what you're saying, we're looking for skilled Unity people. If somebody, you know, is uh, fairly skilled with um, Unity, the game engine, um, we're looking for people. We need sound artists. We need somebody who is fairly skilled with Unity networking and just somebody with a, a robust background in Unity um, who likes gameplay. We're looking for people who are passionate. This would be a paying job. Um, if you're in New York, you know, you could come over and, you know, be with us. But we're also working, willing to work with people remotely. Um, I would encourage everybody, yeah, get involved. Now is the time. It's really, really exciting to kind of be a part of it. Um, it's great energy. Well, I'm going to put all the uh, notes in the show notes for this episode 189, uh, Mark Squarek. Just go to theappguy.co and, and check out uh, episode 189. There's a search box so that you can find uh, lots of links. And uh, if you're interested in some of those jobs, I'll, I'll make sure that I put... Uh, uh, links back to uh, where you can find out about them. Mark, what's, how's the best way of reaching out and connecting with you? Uh, what's the best way of getting in touch? Um, it's semblanceAR at gmail.com. 
Great. If they if they would go to the blog, you can go to the contact page, and um, we've got our info up there. We've also got uh, listings for the jobs on the site. Um, so please feel free to if you have any questions, we'd love to talk with you, make connections. Um, we're we're interested in working with people in different ways, so um, we're open to a lot of different ideas. Mark, well, I have to say thank you very much for joining us uh, on the App Guide podcast. I mean, it is, has been one of the most visionary, uh, you know, looks into the future that I can recall having on the show. Uh, you are a fascinating person to sort of talk to. I could talk to you for hours and it would be interesting to see how much of this stuff actually get, hits the mainstream. Um, but uh, for now, it just leaves me to say thanks very much and, and uh, all the best with what you're getting up to. Thank you very much for having me on, Paul. I really appreciate it.